Good evening, everyone, or good morning. We got evening and morning going on here. It is Thursday in the U.S., but in Aussie, Australia, it is Friday morning, 9.50 a.m. to be exact, 7.50 uh, Eastern Standard Time in the United States. This is Carol So a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with two... This does. Hey, good evening, everyone in the USA. It is trending Thursday at night. And good morning to everyone in Australia. It is Fantabulous Friday. So we're going to start with Thursday. We'll work into, into Friday. But today, uh, today, this evening, we have an amazing guest. And we welcome the founder of Azali, the amazing... Naz Bono. Welcome to the Two Sisters podcast family. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. So Naz, we know that for a lot of women in our respectable age bracket, some people call it menopause, but you refer to it as it's not menopause, it's metamorphosis. Let's start there. Um, I think when I started going through my, I'm going to call it a transition. I actually really don't like the term menopause because it has so much stigma and taboo attached to it. So as I started going through um, a transition that I didn't really understand, I decided I wanted to find out all the different things that could help me. And I, I really did try everything. And it wasn't until I did a TEDx talk and I was really reaching down deep inside myself about what was this? What, what was this stage of life that every woman will go through? And I realized it was just like being um, in a chrysalis and not really knowing what's on the other side until you break out. And it really is a feeling, I think, of breaking out and meeting all the other butterflies, but finding out how to fly because we've been moving around in a different way. And that's when I came up with um, the term, it's not menopause, it's metamorphosis. Even though I couldn't say that word when I did TEDx. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, obviously you're a health coach and, and you love wellness, you love transformation. And how did, how was Zali forms? Like, did you just wake up one morning and say, okay, this is a business I want to do. How did that meta, how did that evolve into a metamorphosis? <laughs> yeah, I'm having trouble saying it too. Yeah, yeah. Should we, should we ditch that word and just talk with normal yeah. language now? <laughs> um, that's easy. So as um, a trainer and a coach, I'd always pushed myself and my clients hard, although I did have my, my speciality was always listen to your body, always listen to my body. But I kickboxed, I boxed, I did weight training, I did all kinds of different modalities. And one on one training, I taught all the Les Mills, like uh, body combat, body pump. <clears throat> for years and I loved seeing people lift up in that energy so when I moved to Australia I wanted to reach more people people were missing the way I taught so I set up um, a fitness app with some food on it and it was hardcore workouts and it was brilliant and one day embarrassingly enough I realized I couldn't do my own workouts anymore <laughs> and that was a big big wake up 
I, I could do them, but I definitely have a fallout of energy either later in the day or later in the week. And it was like I had a bank and I was taking out too many withdrawals and leaving my bank account in the red and it didn't feel very good. So about that time I went to the doctors and I had my bloods done and I realized <laughs> I'd skipped perimenopause and I went straight to per uh, menopause. <laughs> um, and I'd started to build a small team around me and they were witnessing me going through pretty rubbishy hot flushes, no sleep and incredible joint pain. Now, I'm someone who prides myself on moving really well. I use Pilates as my, my core for everything I do. I used to, let's say, Zilates every workout. And they started saying to me, I think we've got an opportunity here because we've been looking and there's nobody out there really looking after women who are going through these changes on all the levels. So movement, food, research, connection, and they said, will you stand up and say, I'm going through menopause and this is my journey. And we had a fight that lasted about six to eight months. And that's when I realized that my identity was wrapped up in this fit PT with a six pack that could do any workout that in fact, I, I warmed up the Queen's Guards for the Trooping of the Color and I could press up more than any of those soldiers in Chelsea Barracks. So I had this image of myself, which was, I can, if I ask you to do something, I'll always be able to do it myself. And they wanted me to stand up and say, because of hormonal changes, I'm no longer able to do it. If I do, I will end up with my bank account in the red. So six months of talks and six months of me saying, yes, I can do it and then chickening out. And one day I woke up and I just went, if I'm feeling like this, then there's a lot of other women that may be feeling like this. And it's time I stepped up and took responsibility for myself and my daughters and everybody else coming through. And then I really stepped into a place of power and realized that Zali had so much to offer. And we built a team of women. They were all women. And I'll be honest, for the first year, we brainstormed, we played. We worked out how we could bring um, a real emotional feeling. I channeled before I did any meeting, before I woke up and went to work, I would send them all energy to try and set something up that we could then share with the world of women that will affect men um, that I feel we have now created. And I'm on a journey, it's not finished. I won't know until the women that are experiencing Zali tell me how they feel. Because as far as I'm concerned, it scales. Half of it is perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. Half of it is emotional training. And once we understand that we listen to our gut, it affects our physical, our mental, and our spiritual. And of course, they're all intertwined. That's when I feel like we'll really get somewhere. Wow. So specifically, Zali, and if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please let me know. No, you're you're great. Oh, okay. 
what significance and what meaning like what does that mean to you like how did you come up with that name? I love I love that you've asked this question because it took us a really long time to come up with the name I mean so many meetings so many people coming up with ideas so many different um, branding companies coming in and it was like no 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 and then at the end of one three hour meeting on naming uh, our company, which the previous name was Redux, which means to once again excel. Yeah, you guys know Redux, yeah. to be ducks of the class. That's what right. my previous my previous online company was all about. You become the ducks of your world. Um, and so I would have loved to have kept the X, but we just didn't know how. And then at the end of the meeting, um, someone I work with, Dave, aka Gravy, um, went what about Zali spelt with an X? And one girl started tapping away and she said, I've just checked in the Urban Dictionary and it means super sexy spiritual being. And I think it said something about um, always finds a way to, it, it, it was all about elevating. They said it was for a man, but I instantly knew that was a total mistake and it was totally meant for women. So if you look up Zali in the Urban Dictionary, that was the moment I said, that's how I want women to feel while they are going through navigating brand new changes that we've never experienced before. And the biggest thing is everybody feels it differently. And I'm not gonna be standing up saying, okay, this is how we're gonna feel. This is what we need to take. This is about bringing a tribe of, let's say Zalians together. I felt like, have you watched Wonder Woman? You yes. must Yeah. You know that island of women? That's how I feel about Zali. That's what I want to build. A tribe of women who are formidable in, in every single way, but different ways to each other. They all have a strength. They all have a part. But once they come together, the support that we can give each other is incredible. But that's how we came up with Zali. Yes, wow. I cool uh, background for 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 the reasons why I love it uh, you know where it incorporates probably a meaning that maybe we're thinking on that line but it really was kind of sealed in its fate the description of what you were going after the feeling you were going after the the ambiance of what you were going after so i i absolutely love that i think that's so cool i love it i love it when there's a connection that is not expecting and then you just know it fits and then you find out the meaning you're like oh my god this is it yes yes it, it was love it was it. amazing and i can't tell you how long we worked on it and also i could see the imagery it almost felt like Redux was a part of me. It was a big part of me and I loved it, but I could see the trans transition, if you like, from the X coming from the end of Redux and then coming up into the beginning of Zali so that I could elevate myself more, learn more. And, and I don't know, I don't have the words yet because it's, it's still something that's, that's growing and coming to me. And like I say, I don't think Zali will ever be complete because I feel like women will be bringing the knowledge to me that I can then share because we've built the platform. It's not actually about me. It's just about me saying we need something. And right. I've got this part of it. I can help you here. 
but I'm going to be, I'm literally, I've got a vision board right under my table of all the women that I am inviting on so many levels to come because we've built this incredible um, platform from scratch so that it does everything we want it to do. Like I say, based on how you feel, it's emotional. And it was really hard to think, okay, how the hell do I make AI emotional? How the hell do I make, how do I take what people say they loved about me specifically as a trainer, which is reading energies, how do I put that into a computer? It's taken ages. I don't think we've actually got there. I think there's more technology to come that will help us do that. And I think that women and maybe some men will approach us and say, I've got an idea. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm throwing out, open my arms and saying, come on, come and talk to us. Let's see how we can get better and better because we can, I just know we can. Wow, and I think the the evolution of starting Zali, you've created that foundation. Carol Sue and I often chat about building a foundation because we know that you can't build a house without a foundation. And where is where the experience evolves from that, you know, it as within a house, you know, putting up a two by four and an L beam or whatever it may be, you can't put up a beam without pull straight down. Right. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say right here and now, I've been searching hard for platforms, uh, apps that uh, take care of women as we transition through our different hormonal stages. Now there are some, there are some really good ones. I'm, but they don't take care of everything. But what I've noticed is, ladies, we love to talk once we find our tribe. Mm -hmm. We love to actually share how we're feeling. But it made me quite sad because quite a few of the sites that I found, there wasn't a lot of inspiring stuff coming through. There was a lot of anger, which I totally get. I get a lot of anger going through this, this period of my life. But I want to allow them to, I want us to allow, to be allowed to express ourselves on all the feelings because New Zealand is famous for having four seasons in one day. I have 20 million moods in one hour these days. And I'm watching my daughter go through, um, you know, she's a teenager. I've got two, they both seem to be changing and this is reverse puberty, right? So yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but the thing is, there are companies out there, but wouldn't it be amazing if what we built here actually attracted energies that wanted to find, because I am not standing here saying, oh, I can make menopause wonderful, because it's not, it's just not. There's some really, really tough bits about it. Some go through worse than me. Some don't even feel it at all, but it's about finding ways to make the best of it until, from what I understand, you get on the other side and then you can go, oh. <laughs> Is that right? Please yes. tell me it's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, so many times too, when we go through those different seasons in our lives, 
sometimes, you know, we know that it's expected and then, but then the unexpected happens, life happens, and that throws us off balance. As far as balancing, you know, emotionally, mental, mentally, physically, what would you say it, are some of the roadblocks, not only as yourself as a trainer, but that maybe some of your um, clients have experienced? There's so many, isn't there? Mm -hmm. There are so many. And um, I feel like the universe, I, I've been saying I want to know how I can present the best. And I feel like the universe has gone, here's one, here's one, here's one, experience this. In the last three years now, I know a lot of people have been through a lot of stuff. Um, but definitely most women who are starting to go through the metamorphosis have got teenage children. So we've got a balance, two ends of hormones, and that's difficult. But what I actually love about this opportunity is because I'm going through that exactly right now, I am learning how to talk to my girls about being very open about, hey girls, you know I've told you that I'm going through my hormonal change. I am feeling like I just want to scream today. It's not your fault but I want to scream and I want you to understand that. And if I get too much, pull me up. And you're going to be feeling at different times the same things. But once we understand, then we can realize it's not actually about us. It's about, or, or the other person. So I'd say children. The other thing is I'm finding that, as you two will know this, women are starting um, their new careers, that their dream careers or, or things they're really passionate about much later in life now. So we're balancing homes, families, most of us, pets probably, and then going through, not just with a job, but with a, a vision of what our sole purpose is and what we wanna to do to help in the world, because that is what's coming through when we get to this midlife area. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of my friends go through the same thing, my sister. She, um, she lives in Dubai and she found COVID a very lonely time. Dubai did hard police state run lockdowns. And I know you guys had similar um, experiences and she had no way to let go of stress. And she's got two boys and they don't talk very much. And so she started painting and she found it therapeutic. She's now, She's now doing this amazing business where she's selling all her paintings and she's, you know, she's really talented. So through the hardship of menopause, because she started going through it, hot sweat, sleepless nights, angry, um, upset, anxious, she needed an outlet. That was painting. People saw it. She started a business. So I've kind of twisted and turned here. Um, because I feel like the things that, uh, that we struggle with, the challenge is to turn it around into a, a positive, right? And um, I've had two children with, uh, one with a very scary health condition that we've lived through in the last three years. In fact, most children have amputations with what she had, but she didn't. And I think what I'm, I'm trying to get across here is, we 
most of us only go through perimenopause and menopause from our 40s, although it can happen very early, obviously, through medical reasons, but from 38. At that age, we have lots of different responsibilities. So it's finding ways to get through it. I can't meditate. I used to be able to, but I can't now that I have the amount going on in my life that I have. So I'm doing Wim Hof breath and that helps me. And I do active meditation when I walk and I make sure that I talk to people who fill my cup and my soul. So that's how I personally balance it. But my daughter will say to me, I'm really sorry, mama, but I'm just not spirit. Spiritual stuff doesn't do it for me. That won't help me. If I tell her to slow down her breath, she gets even more angsty. We're all different. Right. And I think the, the important thing too, is to the breathing aspect of it. That's come up a lot today. Um, for instance, I was a little stressed. So I'm like, okay, I got to step back a moment. And I did my four, seven, eight, just kind of like, what's that? So you, um, <laughs> you inhale through your nose for four seconds and then kind of hold it for about seven seconds and then slowly let it out. And it's, it it, it's just, um, I call it my exhale. There's the X, the exhale um, exercise. Um, and it just kind of puts me in a calm space or, you know, I play a little music, whatever it may be. Carol Sue, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just kind of go into, it really depends on that mood. Um, sometimes I just need that energy. So I may just blast some damn song and start dancing my ass off. Uh, other, <laughs> other times it might be that I need to slow down. And I find that I just put myself on a timeout, you know, like just go to that timeout, sit on the bed, do not have any devices on, don't put the TV on, don't look at your phone, put the fan on and just... You know, I'll watch the, the fan go round and round. It's almost like it gets me into this like trance. And I just really good. Just kind of like let it go. So it really depends on, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm moony, whether, you know, I'm anxious, or whether I've got this like I, you know, I want to scream. Um, usually when I want to scream, which doesn't happen often, but when I do, that's when I'm really like getting my dance on. Because yeah. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just getting that energy out. And I blast some some song that I know I can't resist. That I have to get up and dance because there's some songs you're like mm, I can get into this. No, I I have to know that I'm gonna kick ass when I'm dancing it. So I'm just feeling that energy uh, as I'm you know really exerting energy. I'm exerting it in a fun way, but I'm also expelling the bad energy. So it's kind of like a twofold piece for me. I love uh, that. Made me think of um, when I kickbox, for instance, a song, a songs that keep me on beat or tasks that keep me moving. I know people may laugh at this. Is disco, disco music? I don't know why, but if I play anything else, I'm just like, whereas disco music, you know, I'm like kicking and punching and. That's funny you say that. So I used to love kickboxing. Kickboxing was um, the time in my life. So at school, I was terrible. I was not picked. I was the last kid sitting there. Nobody wanted me. I was not need. I'd always fall over. I'd always sprain my ankle. I'd always run into someone and I'd never catch a ball. So no one wanted me. And it wasn't, I just thought I was rubbish. So I just 
I didn't bother with sport. It, it wasn't for me as far as I was concerned. And it wasn't until um, I was about 17, 18, and my sister started dating a world champion kickboxer. And she wanted some moral support and said, come to my class. I went and I was, Janice, I was addicted straight mm -hmm. away. Um, I think I liked the fact that I could really let a load of energy out. Right. Just like say. We didn't do it to music then, but I brought kickboxing in. Uh, when I designed my workouts, I really wanted people to have lots of different modalities that maybe they didn't do. So I know from being doing my health coaching, to keep ourselves vital um, and strong and healthy, doing yoga, say yoga and walking every day, won't do it. It's scientifically proving now that we have to do the weights, we have to do the power, we have to do the hits, we have to do cardio, we have to do Pilates to keep ourselves strong, yoga, flexible, that kind of stuff. So I started thinking, how can I bring the kickboxing and boxing into, funnily enough, I'm running a 14 day program starting on Monday. And the music was so important to me as I did design them. So before I even designed a workout, I'd listen to music and going back to you, Caroline, I would think, how do I want to move to this beat? Okay, right. so now I've got to move. Now I'll start writing some workouts down, put the music back on. Does it really still feel good? Right. Does it laugh? It's so important. Oh yeah. And then, and you know, I think too, laughter is a piece of all of that because you know uh, i tried for the first time this week i tried uh aerial yoga and i'm wow. not yoga, i'm not a yoga person by all means i actually have been thrown out of yoga classes because i i just start, i just start laughing and you know you, you have to be serious everyone's like you know i must stay and they're you know doing their whole thing and i'm like yeah I'm, I guess, well because I, I just couldn't stop laughing so when a friend of mine asked me this week to try Ariel uh, yoga, and I said, okay, well, you know, I'm like in my fourth week of PT, I am feeling pretty good. You know, I do want to get some different type of stretching in. I'm like, is it like regular yoga per se? And she says, well, some of it is, but it's it's just different. And I'm like, okay. I said, I'll try it. I, you know, explain the situation. Like, because most of the yoga classes are very serious. So this one was not, but you know, there were some awkward pieces to it because obviously I've never, you know, worked with this type of silk sash and the whole nine yards. Um, but I asked her and she's this cute little, uh, I think she's at 59. She looks like she's 22. She's got a gorgeous body. Um, but, you know, which was more striking was her personality. And she was bubbly. And I said, oh my God, this is, I go, just for the fact that it's not so serious. Uh, and I says, she's, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you some stuff that, you know, you got to be serious about. I said, well, as long as you don't kill me and, you know, you know, whatever. So she did. I actually did a few things where I was upside down and she started cracking up because I said, oh, my God, the, the blood is rushing to my head. She said, we got to walk it out a little more. And I said, I'm going to get tangled. Am I going to die? And she was just laughing. I said, I'm going to get tangled in this satin thing and I'll end up hanging myself. She was like laughing. So it was a really, really fun piece to it. And she's and we talked about that, how laughter really took a kind of a, you know, fear uh, situation because there was some fear in that. It was a movement that I was not used to doing and using obviously this silk piece uh, with, I was not comfortable with because I, I was imagining like a hammock 
I was going to get in this thing and I was going to probably flip out. So she was dying and she goes, oh, and she, she or she's trying to like teach the class. And we had a couple other people and they're hysterically laughing. And I said, I go, as long as it's this fun, I said, this is part of, you know, really people trying to get out of their comfort zone and realizing that whether they're maybe not feeling their best or angry, they're frustrated, they don't know, or fear, whatever it may be, that even something, you know, that is really good for you, you can have fun with it and laugh and it kind of melts all that other gunk away. I love that you brought that up. My whole body, I mean, our bodies give reactions. And as you were talking, my whole body was starting to go into this kind of happy, content, slightly naughty, giggly yeah. space. Yeah. Um, I feel exactly the same. Number one, laughing works your abs, I think, better than any ab exercise. Um, And I have always struggled when I was working in gyms in London with um, this. This is the look. I don't know what it's like in the States, but this is the look of a trainer in London. All right. 20 seconds. Right now, push. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I hated it. So. I broke the mold and I got fired from so many gyms <laughs> because they didn't like me mold breaking. My biggest mold break was I work out with the client so that I motivate them and they see that I'm not perfect because I'm actually right. not an actual athlete. I'm not. I work very hard to get to where I am and I know where my uh, where I'm good and where I really suffer, but I make myself do the ones where I look geeky and I laugh at myself. So there's, I did it with them. There would be screams of laughter in the gym or in the class, way, way, way louder than that. that it would it would be a kind of showstopper, but we were having a really good time. Right. And so I decided to bring that into my online program. Now imagine me, I'm actually in the film studio. It's just downstairs right now I'm on a mat it's dead silent because when you want good cider everything's got to be silent it's all dark apart from these lights at me and these cameras and I wanted to I had to imagine all the people that I'd laughed with so that I could bring I could really bring it down yeah and I was struggling a bit because everyone was very serious you know whether they were on sound or and I was being quite frankly a dick um so what I did (laughs) Sorry, excuse me. No, no don't apologize. <laughs> what I did was I got pictures of all the people I love either training with or laughing with, and I put them all around the camera. So I was no longer actually just doing it into what felt like a dead play, dead space. Right, right. As I was messing around, as I'd stumble, as, and I can't say my R's properly, so I'd laugh at myself when I'd say, let's do rolling like a ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'd see those people. I'm not for everyone, but I am for people like you who like to laugh because I like to work hard. I like to work safely. I like right. to get results but I like to have a damn good time when I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, and I think too, part of that piece is when you are laughing about it and you say, oh gosh, I feel awkward. Like she was doing, at one point she was doing like this, like a side split. And of course she's got, you know, the, the form is perfect. And I so she's okay, it's your turn. I says, do you want to like my, my middle? Do you want it to like snap like Barbie? It's not happening. And she was like, oh my God, I worded it a little bit differently. So she was really laughing and she says, go as straight as you can go, but not as high. Don't go as high. 
And what, what I found with that is you, you know, you felt, okay, I'm a beginner. I'm new. I don't know what I'm doing, but I did have success. If I lowered my leg, I got better form. My body's not flexible enough at this stage. It doesn't mean it's not going to now. It probably will never get to, you know, she's got the training. She also has ballet. She's got a, a, a great background. So she already has that form. That's what she's been doing all her life. For someone like me, I did gymnastics many, many moons ago. So I don't have that flexibility anymore. Um, and actually it could damage you if you pushed yourself to do it because our right. ligaments change. Right. And I said, you know, uh, you know, I, I go, I don't want to, I don't want to walk out the studio like I've been riding a bull, just saying. <laughs> so she was like dying. So, you know, but what she brought to the table was uh, refreshing outlook on dealing with her clients in that that moment of where part of it is some you know serious so she wants to make sure no one's getting injured but also that playful piece to it to know that you know everyone starts from somewhere and she said part of it's fear part of it is you probably feel awkward and she goes and as you come back you're going to find that you're going to get stronger mm-hmm. so i think you know depending on you know where you are in that age bracket that we're talking about you know, a lot of it when they're, you know, even, you know, we can be confident and postured in so many different avenues, but then there's always, if you're not open to realize that you're going to have pieces of your life that you're going to want to start these new ventures and they're going to be awkward and they're, and they're going to be silly and they're going to be goofy. Uh, but eventually as you get more accustomed to whatever you're doing, you're going to find some successes. And I think for some people, they think, uh, you know, I'm entering that phase, that menopause stage. That, you know, what do I got to look forward to? Like this is, this is, a, this is, this is a step before death. I mean, some people really think that. I know. It's sad. I, and I like, know. Like you don't. You, you have to really change your outlook and not be afraid to to stumble, not be afraid to be goofy, and not yeah, not yeah. be perfect, and just venture out and try something new to kind of maybe help you get through this period of your life. I think. I agree. I agree. And isn't it um, incredible when we've obviously got groups of friends, all three of us, uh, and and everybody talks differently. And sometimes one of your friends can really shock you because they've obviously been holding a lot in. And I think that's I think that's one of the biggest reasons I decided to do this with Zali, because I started to learn how many women felt like they were becoming invisible or were already invisible. Uh, Definitely that they didn't have a voice. So they didn't use it anymore because where's my identity gone? I don't feel, um, some women might've had their identity wrapped up in their sexuality and feel like once their body shape changed, if that was something that happened or their energy or even their libido. So they kind of dole themselves down and stop talking even to their friends. Let's normalize it. Let's, sorry, I've gone straight back to, to what I'm doing here, but I just feel like women deserve every chance to do what they enjoy, no matter what age. Why do we have to wait until we're 70 to know where we are in life and know what makes us happy and be, you know, know we're on the right path? Sod that, let's, let's get there now, but let's talk, let's laugh, let's cry let's shout let's let's do it all but always going for the positive at the end and like you say pushing yourself out of your comfort zone right 
is really important. As long as we feel like we're being held by someone, whether it's energetically, physically, um, all of those things, then we feel like step by step, we can do it. Whereas if you'd have hung upside down with your legs akimbo and spinning around faster and faster being called Demi Moore, you might have freaked and, and God knows what. But the point is your beautiful trainer, step by step, built your confidence. Yes. And I think that's one of the most important things. Anybody, not just women, human. Right, right. And, I, and again, it goes back to just, you know, I, I, I always look at it as, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? As long as I'm not going to die, although there was a couple of times I, <laughs> well, I might, when I was, you know, they were trying to get us to do this like little flippy thing or whatever in it. And I actually did it, but you're like, you know, wrapped in this silk thing. And I'm like, oh my God, how the hell am I getting out of this thing? Well done though. But she, yeah, she just, she was, you know, she stood there with me and, you know, really explained, you know, where your feet go and your ankles go and wrapping it around and all that nonsense. And, um, you know, but I, I think people, part of, you know, you, you go to when you think of a child and a child, you know, how they can do what they can do because they don't live in, they, 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 they haven't experienced all these different things and they just fear is not even on their list. They go for it. And I think as we age, especially women, you know, the tendency to put yourself out there for fear you know maybe it's fear of judgment fear of not you know looking your best fear of not performing your best and whatever it may be and i think like you say kind of go it's reverse you know reverse purity almost go back to that that fearless peace that we everyone has it in them they just got to dig it out yeah it's funny right next door is a circus and uh when we first moved here my little girl was four and she wanted to do the flying trapeze. And it's high. It's really oh, high. Oh, it is high, yeah. Yeah. So to be able to help her, I had to do it. I wrapped myself up on that. In fact, it was going up on the rickety ladder. Oh, and then you have, there's the minute where you have to jump. It's kind of like skydiving. I did the right. same. That was when I was much younger. I do feel like my fear levels, I don't know about you two, but my fear levels have changed as I get older. Things that I just would have jumped into. I'm a little bit like, like right. when the surf is really big, I don't want to get on the surfboard because I might be held down for just a bit too long than I can handle. Right. Uh, but anyway, I did it, I, same as you. And I, I've got it on film. I squealed and screamed with laughter because I was just so proud. And I also made the catch. So you swing, 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 right. and then you fly through the air and you catch on to a, a fit, oh. virile, lovely man. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I won't be doing any fear factor type of routine anytime soon. But you do kickboxing. I do kickboxing. Oh, I love it. I'm addicted to it, for sure. You do competitions. No. No, I was never into that either. It's just the actual kickboxing, isn't it? It's addictive. It, it is. And what I love about it too is, you know, uh, I would have never imagined myself doing kickboxing, much less falling in love with it. You know, I have my own commercial grade bag right in front of me here. Um, I enjoy it so much. And uh, I'm going to do a little sparring with Johnny when he comes up, Carol Sue's husband. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah, he, he, he loves he loves the boxing and and you know and I think that's too. You know, you're 
I think people, when they, you know, women, when they're going through this, this period and they're almost trying to reinvent themselves, they, they, they sell themselves short uh, in the possibility of, you know, okay, maybe I used to do this all the time, but maybe I've got another drive, another passion. I'm going to bring something yeah. up though. I'm going to bring something up that I, I have learned the hard way. Um, and I've spent a lot of time talking to uh, women's specialists uh, health about it. When we go through perimenopause and especially menopause, you may well know this, we have a very similar hormone to relaxin in our body, which affects our ligaments. And research shows that women going through um, these hormonal changes are much, and I mean about 70% more likely to tear their shoulder, yes. hip. Uh, shoulder and hips is the big one, injuries to hamstrings and lower backs. And it's not just because we've got older, it's actually the hormones that are changing in our body and making things more lax. So right. I'm very, very passionate about um, really helping people understand how to move safely for their body, really listening to how it's feeling for them. Because say they're in a class, say they're, let, let's face it, I can't actually kickbox anymore because I have my pelvis, I've got so many micro tears in my, my hips, I've got bursitis. I haven't fared very well with this hormonal change physically. I've had a lot of challenges and had to change the way I do things, but I still do things hard. I've just had to change it. But what right. I want to teach women is things do change. Some women are so lucky and they don't have that and more power to them. I'm dead just but really jealous of them. Um, but the, the, those of us who do suffer and I'm one of them, we really have to start micro listening to say, say I'm doing boxing. I've worked with some trainers. I get so caught up in it. I love it. The adrenaline starts going. I don't know until the next day that I overdid it. Right. By then I've already torn something. I'm not talking snap something off, but I, it, it's something I need to rehab. I need to put right. money. Into. I don't have the money to keep paying for all the physical therapists that you need to do to rehab. And I'm someone in the business. Right. I know what to do to bring my body up. So with Zali, um, there's so many hip workouts out there and I'm well aware that when you go through perimenopause and menopause, our body shape changes. So there's a desperation that, that kicks in for a lot of women. Right. So signing up for the, this program promises us to lose belly fat and trim our thighs and they push, push, push and they end up in a really bad way and then it puts them either puts them off for good or right. they just think that um they need to just hang it up yeah just just hang yeah. it up, just hang it up. Yeah. Enjoy. so i'm passionate about changing the way that um we all do it but everybody's going through their own experience so i will never stand up and say don't squat all the way down past your knees because it's bad for you. Because no, that's rubbish. In as you know, in kickboxing, we have to go way past the range of movement. Right. But if it doesn't feel good for you, well, then you shouldn't be doing it. And if you don't know how your body feels when you're moving, then you need to slow the hell down and listen. Oh, right. and, and and the other piece of that is you, you know, well, you know, maybe you know, you always weight lift or you you did so many reps within so many sets. Well, guess what? You know, lighten up the weight. Uh, and do more rep, do more reps within the sets, or or, or or keep the same reps, 
but maybe uh, do do more sets. There, there's ways to adjust. And it's really, like you said, it's really listening to the body and knowing that, you know, hey, my, my body's not going to move. This It doesn't have the same flexibility. It doesn't mean I can't get there. But I mean, you know, and I think the hard part, I, when I talk to women is, you know, I'll never get back to what I was. That may be, but embrace, you know, and put in the work to get to where you want to go, even if it isn't exactly, you know, where you were 20 years ago, 30 years ago. There's a reason why our bodies do what it does, but you still got to respect it for longevity in the sense of feeling your best the longest you can without the injuries. Because, exactly. you know, the injuries, that can that that could spiral so so badly where, you know, that person will give up or that one will say, oh, well, you know, I just... I'll just, you know, I'll just read books for the rest of my life or, I'll, you know, I'll just, I just, I won't, I won't do any kind of movement, which is the worst thing you can do. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, actually, sorry, I can't, I get on a bit of a hamster wheel and I can't stop. The other thing I'm super passionate about is, and I know you ladies will know this, one of the first things we lose as we age is not strength, it's power. So very right. simply, power, I'm talking as we really age, to get out of bed, to get out of a chair, to get right. out of the bath. So something that I have um, for the last, I don't know, six years since I went on this in incredible health coaching course, I focused on making sure that people don't even know I've, I've added it in, but we're training bodies for power. And power doesn't have to look like CrossFit. Power right. doesn't look like it's what you were saying about changing the weights changing the, right. the there is no hard and fast rule but you need to be able to get off the ground from a relaxed position right. without run to something unless you've got an injury or a disability and right. if you can't you need to be able to train so that you will otherwise you don't have a very good prognosis as you get older and i want to live right. life to the full for right. as long as I can, I want to be that granny. Like everyone's going, holy crap! Right. <laughs> What's she, what she eating today? And that's the point, isn't it? There's so many parts of the puzzle. It's it's not just the movement. It's what right. you inside your body. Exactly. So I wanted people to start thinking about how are they fueling themselves, and it, it's great. We've got keto. We've got paleo. We've got all these different kind of um, I'm going to call them modalities for eating because I hate the word diet. I do too, yeah. Yeah. Eat what makes you happy. Eat what makes you feel good. But let's face it, we want results. You know, we're sat here talking about women going through changes. Most of the women I hear about, read about, are so sad about the way their bodies change. They want results. And damn it, we deserve to get results. But it's all about finding what, make, what, what makes your body tick, what fuels it really well, what makes it look good all of it matters all of you know, the hydration and the more we start to talk about that rather than a specific diet Correct. what works for you won't work for me necessarily exactly and it's so can we be okay with that can we just say let's cut out the processed stuff if we've made it if we've chose all the ingredients we're pretty sure we're knowing that what's going inside us is good we might need to supplement a little bit here and there. But if we're going and choosing foods from all the food groups, the healthy ones that cavemen used to grab, well, then we're probably going to be doing quite well. And if we're doing the breath work, the meditation, the joy things, you know, the things that make us happy, 
play with our kids, play with the grandkids. If I can't play with my grandkids, I've done something wrong. Right. And I, and I think for many, I mean, that's their first thought, especially when they have that first grandchild. Am I going to be able to sit on the floor and play with that child and get myself up where I'm not doing like, you know, some sort of role into another role into another role, like be able to grab something to get, to get my body up. And I think the whole piece about the food industry as a whole is I truly believe in, in Jan and I talk about this all the time that you should never deprive yourself of anything and healthy is not a bad thing. Healthy does not, you're not eating celery sticks and carrot sticks. Uh, healthy means balance, nutrition, and we know that we can't just get nutrition just from food alone because nobody's going to eat a salad, you know, three meals a day and, you know, a little bit of protein, call it a day. It's not realistic. You can't sustain it. So therefore, uh, I agree with you. The word diet, we all diet. Diet is just eating. And it's all that means is are we eating a balanced diet or, you know, are we going after things that, you know, our body's craving because we're lacking nutrition in other areas. That's usually why most people have cravings. Don't you think, Jan, it's just, we talk about that, you know, colorful plates. Healthy is not bad. And people, you know, has a negative connotation. It's negative to them when they hear that word. And healthy is not bad. No, yeah. it's not. I mean, I think of nutrition as functional, healthy nutrition, along with functional movement, functional exercise, however you want to refer to it to. I mean, okay, you have a bummed out knee or something. Well, you can still sit in your chair and get in a full body workout. So I think the more we focus on what we can do, maybe do it differently versus what we can't do, we, we as women would be giving ourselves a lot more credit than we are right now, I think. I think you've raised something really important, Janice, as well. Most women are very good at comparing themselves to others. Mm -hmm. I know I do. Um, and a lot of like I've tried so many different challenges and apps and like I love it and I love being in classes I love one-on-one -on -one with trainers but I'd compare myself a lot and um, if I signed up for something getting an eating plan or a menu really didn't work for me because I have a, a stomach condition and I have so many intolerances at this time I'm really hoping they don't always stay I keep trying to reintroduce but at the moment there's quite a lot of foods I can't eat I could never go vegan because most of the vegetables leave me in a lot of pain but they're right. healthy right what the hell are you saying Naz you're supposed to be a health coach you're not eating cauliflower or broccoli they're superfoods but they're not superfoods for my body so um when we when we built the platform we wanted to give people the chance when they went in to choose what foods, not specific foods, but how they like to eat, whether it was vegan um, or if they were pescatarian. So the same with the exercise, how do you want to feel? It, it, we wanted to do the same with the, the food, but what's really interesting is we've come out with this and people still say, but what's the meal plan? They want to be told, this is the set thing. This mm -hmm. is what you do, this is what gets results. And I'm going against the grain and I'm actually not too popular for it. And it, I feel like I'm going hard up a mountain because I'm saying, I'm not going to tell you what to eat. I'm going to tell, I'm going to give you all these amazing recipes and I'm going to ask you, 
How do you want to feel today? Do you want something um, that's anti-inflammatory? Do you want something for energy? Do you want something because you're celebrating with friends? Because that's what you're going to click on. And then we give you a recipe idea for that. Or you can go in the library. I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you what to eat because that's not my responsibility. Yeah. And I might get it wrong. Right, because everyone's, you know, we, we talk about that. We look different. We have different personalities. We've got different... Uh, issues with our gut and uh, you know we're all different we are, our nutritional gaps are not the same as anybody else's so you know common sense uh, you know people have to remember common sense like no I can't eat a bag of chips every single day I can have you know maybe a few chips here and there but that's my weakness so I'm not going to do that and that's one of Jan's weaknesses is she's one of those that you know can't be trusted around a bag of chips so she knows that so she knows that so she doesn't need a trainer telling her don't eat the bag of chips she already knows she can't eat the bag of chips so i i think a lot of healthy food gets a bad rap and i think we need to change that and we also need to change the narrative with women about the comparison and just you know be be comfortable in your own skin and do what's right for yourself which may be a different path then your best friend and there's nothing wrong with that yeah totally you can still be in a tribe but not all doing the same thing right? right wouldn't it be lovely if um it started to go almost back in time like i i fantasize about the way that villages would be where women would be together while the men went off hunting and they would all be supporting whether it's the young coming through and telling them um it's okay about the the, the bleed they're having right um or it could be the really much more mature ones telling people like me, it's okay that everything's stopping your body shapes changing. And you know what, you have terrible mood swings and the, these hot flushes, they'll go away. Wouldn't it be lovely if the, the young could then lift the, the more mature ones with energy? We don't, it's not, not, we don't have that kind of community tribal feeling anymore as women because we're multitasking all the time we live in a different world I'm not quite sure how I think that it can come back but I know that's one of my visions one of my dreams that there is that you, we can be individual within the tribe I agree I love that yeah definitely Naz before we sign up for the evening how can our viewers and listeners get in contact with you so I've put the old logo up behind. So if they just look at zali.com.au, X-A-L-I, they'll go straight to the website. And then they can get an idea of the fact that we've got eat, move, learn, and community. It's very clear. We've worked hard on a, a nice visual website. I'm like that. Pop in there and then you can just go click your free trial, start here. And then they'll set up their journey and they'll understand exactly how we've approached the emotional being and also setting up a journey to reach your own personal goals. Love that. I'm also on Instagram. So you can look at me personally as Naz De Bono or the Zali Movement. Wonderful. Love it. Oh my gosh. We hope that you definitely uh, consider coming back to visit us again. Um, as a lot of people know, um, Two Sisters is getting very close to that 500th episode. We're not sure when that will be because Carol Sue and myself will be traveling here, there, everywhere. You just never know where, where we're going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> we want 
check out uh, Zolly, check out Naz's different profiles. And obviously I'll make sure that all that in Naz's information gets in the show notes. We just wanna say trending Thursday in the USA and an amazing fantabulous Friday for not only our guests in Australia, but her viewers and listeners as well. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. We're hitting 500, Katsu, and I'm with two sisters, and this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, signing off on this Trending Thursday. What do we say about trending? You know, there's so many things on your devices, right? Your news alerts, your, your this, this new gadget. How about you be the trendsetter for this Trending Thursday? And don't forget, tomorrow, even though Nas is already there, Fantabulous Friday is the day. So all you Aussies out there, give yourselves a pat on the back that you made it through a week. Celebrate your wins. Celebrate you know, some of those wins that didn't quite get to where you want to go because guess what? You can put them on for next week. With that, we will see the U.S. tomorrow for Fantabulous Friday. Everyone else, have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday Mindset. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.